2: Hand in the Box, it's the State of Combat Podcast on CBS Sports with the Brian Campbell getting you fired up for the sweet science. What, you thought we'd take another week off? No, we back, back to back, Jack, brother, back with the box pod, back with the BC and the Rafe Bugs, back with a big time guest this week as we welcome in Cuban heavyweight Luis Ortiz ahead of that November 23rd, Fox pay-per-view rematch with Deontay Wilder. I'm chatting with King Kong from the PBC face-to-face set in L.A. Getting fired up for this fight in which both guarantee a knockout. You're going to want to hear what Big Lou has to say on this one. You want YouTube recaps? You want all that stuff? You want to do what athletes do in 2013? You do that on this show right here because you already know who is the best in the box pod game today. Yo! shout out to marcos viejas the journalist there in the background on that one uh fellas five star ladies too if you're listening children uh you know mixed genders if you're listening five star review season is upon us please apple podcast spotify heck tinder if you can get this podcast while you're swiping right pants on are optional please give us that five star review so I can give you our true.
1: He knows I'm a very true guy, and I know my true, and he knows he's true, and he's not ready for true.
2: Uh, we will also look ahead to what what is in contention to be one of the worst weekends in boxing of 2019. So we're going to break that down, and if you thought we were going to sleep on you this week and not tell you our reaction to Anue Donaire. And the dawn of a new legend in the sport of box. We're going to dip our hands deep in the WBSS and hit you up the right way. No panache.
3: No. No flash. A lot no of show, Waste of money.
2: Worth the money. That's what this show is. So is my co-host. He's a New York Times best-selling author. He lives this ish, folks. He's also a features writer for boxing on TheAthletic.com. His name is Rafe Bartholomew. <laughs> Let me live. Get you. Boom, yeah, boom,
3: boom,
2: boom, Rafe Bugs. Oh, baby, how is it with winter coming in Detroit? How are you, brother? Winter come? I-, I got like a foot of snow last night.
0: I am deep in misery right now. Uh. I've been shoveling. My hands hurt. My back hurt. I blew my back out spinal. I need a bacchiotomy, Brian. <laughs> and I and the, the the bitterest part of it all is this all I can't I ca- basically came straight off a flight from Los Angeles into the winter wonderland of southwestern Michigan. Yes. Shoot me.
2: Yes. How about that one, Rafe? Wow. Um well, you know, you're gonna have plenty of stories in your first winter in Detroit, you know? But many great things have happened in Detroit over the years, Rafe. Right? It's it's Motown. There's been some box there head on over the Masonic temple and uh, the greatest, the great. Can we call it the
0: greatest fight of the junior welterweight division ever? I mean, it's, I'm number one on What'd my. You power ta- are you talking
2: about Isha Smith against uh, K-9 Budridge? Hell
0: no. I'm saying junior welters, 140. Tim Bradley, Devin, the uh, great Alexander, the greatest one. I mean, for all the marbles, forget King Khan. He was nothing anyway. was like
2: WrestleMania three and a half there at the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> that was great. Wow. Yes. All right. Uh, Rafe, you were on the scene, <laughs> crispy and clean. You could try, but don't why, because you can't intervene in all things YouTube Super Bowl. So we're certainly gonna get to that in a second. If people are wondering who and what we're talking about, it is KSI Logan Paul Part Two. Who the hell is that? <laughs> I
3: knew you was gonna say that. No, those are YouTubers. Oh, I don't know who those guys are. I, I'm, not, I'm not a <laughs> YouTuber.
2: Yeah, well, Rafe is, so we're going to talk about that. But um, what else is tickling your fi- – oh, I want to say uh, today was almost – what was that part in Billy Madison, like Nudie Magazine Day? What was that? You know that I'm talking about? Nudie Magazine? Yeah. What, I, I today was why. book day. They still make those things. I got in the mail from the great Alex McClintock from Down Under also now of Toronto, Canada fame. I got his book in the mail. Rafe, I can't wait to read this thing. Do you remember what it's called? It's not in front of me. What the hell did he On call this thing? On
0: the Chin, Brian. Yes. It's called. And, and your, we know already what your memoir, Brian, will be called. It will be called Tip to Tip
2: with oh, Brian That's Campbell. disgusting, man. Why don't you wipe that off your chin? Let's
3: talk about a fight that blew up in my face. All
2: right. All right. That is Richard Dwyer. Welcome, Rich. Uh, we'll probably hear from you A few times on this show, can't find the actual joke I was looking for. Um, Don't fall in love, by the way, with a YouTuber who no longer exists and won't show up on your show anymore, Rafe. That's Richard Dwyer. Hey, shout out to Alex McClintock. I felt like this book, when I skimmed it, when I took it, when I took a two and took it with me, Rafe, to the can to, to just tickle the edges there and read a couple of the pages, I felt like that book can do for boxing what Kriegel, McSurley's My Father and Me. Has done for Irish bars and uh, and uh...
0: and what? Let me ju- <laughs> let me say let's let's sure let's set the sights a little bit higher for on the gin and First Alex McClintock all. because two and two McCriegel, McSorley's and me ain't exactly uh it ain't exactly. Putting money into the future college fund for
2: the little Bartholomew right. children. No, all jokes aside, it was a damn classic. And people that have read it, that either I've encouraged them or they've come across you. I ran into Steve Pratt the other day. You know him from BZA PR. Works for uh, oh yeah yeah you yeah, know PR guy. for Showtime and... that oh that guy's awesome I remember the dinner with him yeah he read your book and loved the ish out of it after you sort of sold it to him there not purposely you're just like hey I you know you know I wrote a book you know <laughs> I, I'm an author I'm a published author I wrote a train to the Canadian border to write this thing ah uh, Rafe you've done great I'm hoping that on the chin touches me in that same place and I'm hoping to get some um, Aussie on Aussie action in there and read a little bit about Jeff. Uh, what was that guy's Horn. Name? Jeff <laughs> Horn, and um, not to go grim and tie this in, but did you see the strip? michael's oh, wow. Michael wow. Zarafa killed the a man there, huh? with a body shot in sparring. Did you see this, Rafe? What is going on in boxing?
0: Well, why are you asking me this in this tone of voice? Because if it does, if it happens on, if it happens down under, Brian, it becomes a joke. Is that what it is to you?
2: A man still died again in this sport, Rafe. This is a, this is a rough year, bro. It
0: is. I, I, Jesus, man, I, I got to get my head right so I can
3: talk about yes, this correctly.
2: Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's no joke. It, it happened down under, not below the belt, but above it in 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 man, man.
3: Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I will be interested to see uh, one, of course, just the tragedy of losing uh, another fighter and, you know, a guy who had fought Tim Zhu recently. So was fighting certainly domestically in, in Australia at a pretty high Dwight level. richie
2: was the fellow's name.
0: Right. And he um, I, I, it's such a strange story that I, I, you just want to I, I mean, I guess it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the loss is the loss and that is the true tragedy. But, you uh, from afar, we are also curious to kind of understand what happened. What did he was he was did he have some injury that he knew about and was trying to uh, train through? Did he have Riff, some injury? He had that he didn't business about? getting
2: up from that body shot.
0: Yes, indeed, Brian. Indeed, he did, and um, you know, I guess, I guess it just, I, I like Daniel Gill was from Australia too, huh? How about that?
2: Wow, wow. Um, you know, rest in peace to Dwight Ritchie. No jokes, obviously. Uh, twenty-seven-year-old Victorian collapsed in that sparring session with Zarafa. Uh, and uh wow, could not be revived. That's crazy. You did just fight Tim Zhu in August, uh his only only the second loss in his twenty one fight career. When I heard Dwight Richie, I thought that was like Madonna's ex husband. Who am I thinking of?
0: Can you just stop? Good God's sick Ah, you do you need do you need Emmanuel Stewart to, to come in here? <laughs>
2: All right, not um, like that. Not like that. Too I'm much already. This. Too much Australia <laughs> on my boxing timeline today. You believe in <laughs> flying
3: kangaroos? I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. <laughs> I do it's,
2: it's not something to laugh about. All right. All right. Well, hey, shout out to Alex McClintock. I'm looking forward. Please, everyone out there, if you get a chance to, uh, to I don't know Barnes and Noble. I don't. Where do you? Where do people buy books? Rafe. You're Well,
0: I mean, nowhere is the honest answer, <laughs> but. Um, for this book, if you're assuming you're one of our listeners here in North America, the best place probably is to buy the Kindle or the online version of the book. Otherwise, you're going to be paying uh, shipping fees from Australia. Or you, like us, you could kiss Alex's ass a little bit, bring him on your podcast that has a frankly limited listenership, and uh, and he'll send you one for free. <laughs>
2: Um, it's not the blow blow. We're going to move on with our life here, Rafe. Uh, we want to break down a lot of things. We want to find out if you thought Nonito Donare did have, you know, did did not have any business getting up from that incredible body shot in round 11. We're going to talk YouTube. You're going to hear from King Kong Ortiz. And we're going to do all of that, Rafe, after a word from our friends and sponsors. Yes. Coming at you. Dig it.
4: Let's go! It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever, and this time it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All Stars new season now streaming on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.
2: And we're back: BC, Rafe, Bugs, Lewis, Ortiz, King Kong. Still to come on this show, but Rafe, let's get the Gaga out of the way. It was the YouTube Super Bowl in the zone, LA, your old backyard, Staples Center. You got on a plane to go to this thing, Rave. KSI Logan Paul, part duh. And it was KSI coming away with a very controversial split decision. Wow. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the broadcast yet, but wow. Let me uh, put on that cape and pull out my ass and tell you how boxing wins but uh rafe for all the ridiculousness coming in to this fight just straight up from an entertainment standpoint we weren't expecting the world these guys are actors they're bad actors at that they're youtube clowns but they put their life on the line they took out the headgear they went in there were you not entertained inside staples center on saturday I was
0: uh, yes I was definitely entertained inside Staple Center. However, let me ask so so think about this. Let me let me riddle you this listener and Brian. If say you're watching at home, if you were not also following on Twitter, if you did not also have a sort of a live chat so to speak of people cracking jokes, sharing memes, just sort of if you didn't have that crazy ass boxing Twitter cocktail party going while you watch this fight. If you just watched it to watch it, would you have been entertained? If I hadn't been in an arena filled with 12,000 insane, like teenagers, eight year olds, porn stars, all the weirdest crap oh, in the world. God. Justin Bieber, Dan Bilzerian, every, every low life. Dan and Bilzerian.
2: Every... That's not that
0: bearded fella. Yes. The bearded poker playing weed selling Guy who pays for models to hang around him and jump around and stuff. Yes, that guy. Wow. Everybody who is making a quick buck on the stupidity of the world was in that arena losing their Wait, goddamn minds.
2: And they you made said, it fun as hell. Tr- you triggered something on, on on what ultimately was consummated inside that arena.
0: They got everybody that's wrong with boxing together in one room, did
2: everything that's wrong with boxing in that room And gave birth to Adrian Broner. Wow! Oh, what a night, Rafe.
0: The only person missing was AB. If AB was
2: there, the whole every 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 weirdo on the planet would have been up in there. Wow! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind? Uh, No, but seriously. So if
0: if you if there wasn't all this fun chatter about that fight, Brian, would you watch? Would you just watch those six rounds Uh... with the lights turned out? And with the sound turned off, right. score it and be like, that was fun. I'm gonna oh. be honest,
2: jokes aside, okay? Uh shout out to
0: Omaha, Nebraska.
2: First of all, shout out to the Irish crew, shout out to the eighty K crew, shout out to the Alex Godinez crew. Yes, in fact, shout out to Omaha, Nebraska.
3: Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska,
2: and shout out to one Radio Rahim. Now, I mean, I like Radio Rahim. I met him. He's been on the show. I I, I love like,
0: some radio suckers.
2: Never play him. He's talked about that. Rip
0: that suit off. <laughs>
2: show everyone your S. <laughs> the problem is, I saw too much of his S because uh, Dizon's decision to pull Sergio Mora. And Chris Mannix from the main event and bring in Ryan Garcia, who was god awful on the mic, but whatever, what are you expecting? And then bring in Radio Rahim on color and have him before and after the fight just basically be like, What a night for Ghana boxing! Boxing wins! No, 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 Rafe, no. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's hey. Danny's night, and he doesn't have a How stick. great would it have been
0: if they had somehow pried Jim Gray away from Showtime just for one night him. only yeah. and made him do interviews with Logan Paul and KSI? Oh. That, I, I would, again, like the Teddy cast, these are the things that would bring me. I would pay extra for these features. I
2: put the lime in the coconut I mix it all up. Uh, let me. T- all right. Uh, we can get into how much this... This was not a win for boxing. But I do want to start Wait, what, off with this. I'm not here not, to crap on it. It was okay for boxing. I it told you coming in that they got me. They hooked me. I interviewed both. I I was able to care about their little soap opera. I wanted to see. They who delivered weird. a lot of traffic to your platform. They both promised knockouts. got Logan Paul on the show promised murder, basically. And, uh, I mean, we've heard that, by the way, before about a couple of fighters. Prince
3: by murder. Eric's uh, too big, too strong.
2: And we we you oh, know Paul
0: by
3: murder,
2: Errol Spence so by the, I the actually... <laughs> Oh god, it's is it st- sat, strap seatbelt strap season? I'm not here for that joke, Rafe. It's not funny. Um Oh so, uh, you are you're gonna get it on your high horse now? <laughs> don't you ride it down to Victoria, Australia? You <laughs> <call>? <laughs> right, right. Rafe, uh was that Madonna's ex husband? Dwight Richie. Good lord, oh, stop god, it. Stop. All right. That guy what didn't did have business did? getting up either. Um Wow. All right. So here's the deal. It was entertaining. They went for it. They didn't disrespect the sport. No, it wasn't professional boxing. It was amateur, but they went after it. There was the kind of controversy that often... We get off on. What the hell is Jack get off my lawn re-stewing? Missing the early knockdown, then calling a knockdown and taking two points away in a sixth round fight. Yes, there was a foul there, but good God, they're fouling the hell out of each other. They're slobs. And then we got kind of a bunk decision. So all in all, it was like a perfect little mini- ball of entertainment and it worked and people that were like, I'm never gonna watch this. Alright, I'll turn it on. They were entertained too. I you know, I I saw those people's reactions. I just want to stop it there though and be like, who benefits from this? Eddie Hearn made probably made a ton of money. The fighters not only made money, nine hundred thousand guaranteed each, but they probably got a I mean, the exposure wise it was probably through the roof. Um CBS Sports dot com and anyone else who sold their soul for the traffic here? Um, Rafe, you and I love doing this podcast, and we have an army of dedicated weirdos who will be ride or die with us. They hear Jimmy, they speak our weird language. Um, that number still is finite. That number has a ceiling. Uh, we had KSI on this show last time, it did ten times the traffic of normal, right? That fight did like 4 million page views total on my CBS site. So I'm just saying there are people that won in a one-night sense. Boxing's always looking to sell its soul for one night. But I won in a one-night sense. But with boxing wins? Boxing wins nothing. This is not boxing. I don't necessarily want to see it again. But both guys went in there and, and showed themselves well. It was a good little piece of business. That's fine, but stop! But stop it! You got there's a limit to where to what you can basically say. What you should be uh, that's not allowable. It's not there's no that about it. Stop that crap! Stop it! Okay, so no boxing does not win on this night. People got rich because they sold their soul. Boxing once again said for another night, we'll we'll lend you our private parts. Go ahead. Take our private parts. Right. Do things with them. Just we give... are
0: down for that indecent proposal. maybe. baby. Just, just, you... Just,
2: what you need. We got just you. return our parts when you're done. Boxing has done that before. But uh, no, please. And I liked how uncomfortable Chris Mannix seemed on the broadcast talking about the fight. I liked I liked some of the crossover. But Rafe, all in all. Seeing those non-boxing talking heads that DAZN was employing, you know, with that round table they had outside and with, hey, let's go over to this person you never heard of to interview this other YouTuber you never heard of. And to see some of those ringside reactions, it was kind of like being at that party in college when you only let those group of guys in the corner in because they had the really good drugs and or they could bring the girls with them. And then after like a half hour, you're like, who, who the hell let these guys in? Wait, who,
0: which in this party, who are you thinking you are, Brian? I'm like the
2: regular dude that's there who, who, couldn't, so who couldn't get the no, good stuff. No, Brian, no, 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 no. I understand the, a little bit of what you mean here. Here, Jimmy, but really, we are boxing. You know? We're already here. And we okay. were like, oh, all you all you rich people, young folks who can bring in the crowds and bring the money. Hey, come party with us. Oh, you got the good stuff. Bring it. And then after like an hour of hearing their jokes, we're just like, what is ha- what is going on with society right now?
0: Well that that I I think is a is a very apt point. However, you just say these these are the people that they invited in, they are the people with the money. They are the people who get the girls, so to speak. They are the people who are popular unlike pretty much everyone in the sport of boxing besides you know, Saul Canelo Alvarez and Anthony Joshua.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um so yeah, I mean, what the hell do we talk about now? Where do you go from this? Um, uh, I thought well, Brian, KSI Brian discern-
0: you don't think they're gonna do something like this again? Did you? You saw Eddie Hearn has already said today that it was it 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 outperformed AJ Ruiz one. It is the biggest you know it was the biggest is the best performing broadcast The Zone has done in the year plus it's been around uh The is in the subscriber business as much as it is as it is in the boxing business and they they're, they're going to try and go back to this well milk that cow some more Jake Paul that they, he had beef with like six different YouTubers in that arena they're yeah. going to go. They're gonna do it again. So this is the and problem. And right? I'm down. It'll be it's no. it'll be disgusting, no. and, and it'll make me feel it'll piss me off at times, and annoy me because people will oversell it as like something as a quality event. It's not a quality event, but it'll be funny and weird and disgusting. And I'm down for that once in a while. I'm down for that every other right, week. Wave, I mean, not in boxing, but you know, for, in other
2: forms of life. Don't wish for what you actually don't want. Okay. So here's the deal. It was a one off. Boxing threw themselves at it. We got Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders on there, and we're trying to act like everything's legitimate. Here's the deal. It's not legitimate. So if Dazone wants to stay in this business, that's okay. But I'm almost like, fill out the whole card with these type of celebrity YouTube stuff, right? Like, when Screech fought uh Welcome Back, Cotter, that wasn't the main event of a show that also featured Prime Shane Mosley, right? That was a Fox slop fest that had Manu Bowl and Refrigerator Perry and Vanilla Ice on it. So if the Zone is going to go in that way, and look, we have to remind ourselves a couple things on the Zone, right? I mean, first of all, the Zone is a platform, as Dwyer had told us many times.
3: Zone and Eddie Hearn and these guys have a plan to build a platform. But Rafe,
2: as you've said many times, they're only in boxing because it was the easiest barrier of entry right to to have us to to disrupt the market to have a stake and get noticed their end game is much bigger than boxing it's team sports you know what I mean maybe celebrity crap crossover like this so if they want to keep going down that road I'm almost like compartmentalize that what it is right like do that separate don't put Devin Haney on that do that separate there may be people that want to keep partying with those weirdos Rafe I, I'm not one of them. I'm not like fully against that it happened. We all sort of pooled in together and put our our thing down on the line and said, "Yeah, I'll take a bite. Let's figure this thing out." All right, we ate it. We digested it, Rafe. I don't. I don't want it anymore. Like it's cool. It's fine, but. I'm not surprised it outperformed AJ Ruiz. That's sad, though. But I hope this doesn't become a thing, or this isn't like, oh crap. The next time we do this, man, we got to get all of, we got to get Triple G on that card too, right? We gotta, we got Hey, maybe Canelo will do a cold feature. You know, maybe you know, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a double main event. No, stop that crap. Stop it.
0: What? Why not let them fight some wash cruiserweights? Why not let them fight BJ Flores? <laughs> Um, Brian, uh, one, I think you're crazy to, to, to suggest that it's not going to happen again. People that they, they saw success, they go try and copy it again. They try it's and replicate it so badly that ripped. that's, it's, it, it, it I, I say that trying not to ju- make any value judgment because the value is straight up ass garbage, but, <laughs> but that, that, that's life, man. Um, and what if, let me, let me get weird with you for a second. Oh, wow. Not in a way you're going to like, though, not 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 in any fun ways, um, but a weird idea, uh, almost a vision of the dystopian. What if this is the future of boxing in that in that it becomes a business model to sustain good fighters? It
2: can't sustain it.
0: I, I, I agree. I agree. But for example, we say that, but we haven't tried it yet. You never know. Fox he, I,
2: tried it. They tried celebrity boxing. It was they it tried was... it in
0: a totally different era with different with washed celebrities. These not again. I, I I I think it's a good argument that you're making, Brian. But we this this hasn't exactly been tried under these circumstances. And but basically, what I'm thinking of: what if boxing? Or some other sport, you know, I mean it could not it could be sports in general, it could be certain niche sports. But what if in this case, since we're talking about boxing, what if boxing kind of becomes like the publishing model for book publishing in that the books that the vast majority of books, the books that I write, the books that most nonfiction and fiction authors write that are trying to be good writing, don't make any money. Some do, but most don't. Or at best they they break even for the publisher. That's not at best, but a lot of them, that's all they do. They're, you're happy if they do that. And then the publishers make all of their real money that subsidizes the entire enterprise that keeps arts and letters alive by doing junk like Shaq's mom's book, oh. a cookbook with Logan Paul,
2: uh, you
0: know, schlocky, I mean, uh, this is no different uh, than market.
2: sports writing has gone, Rafe, where it's, it's not like you're at the last boutique over there at the... This I ain't a, yo, you call this a boutique? You're at the last, you know, everything else is... The uh, last Boy Scout. Here are five reasons why Canelo's the most handsome fighter in the game. We're already there. We're already at journalism Armageddon, Rafe. But I get where you're going, and I am get what you're saying. So what would happen? Well, number one, this would happen for me in my tastes. I don't got that all shit. Okay. Uh, and number two, it won't last because it's not... Boxing, And I'll get Sean Porter up in here to talk to fake YouTube celebrity boxing and tell it what it actually is.
1: It ain't. And it won't. And you're not. And you ain't. Simple as that. It
2: is that simple. So ultimately, Ray Fiddle, it's not. So we won't care. It's, it's, a, it's a gimmick. It's a quick. So the problem is, yes, people will go back to the well and they'll ruin it. I don't know, though, because Maymac, we thought, was going to trigger... Just an endless run of like, okay, let's take this aging boxer against this prime MMA guy, or let's take this. It never really happened again because the model to replicate that kind of success, you got you know, you got to, you got, you need, you need something on that level to draw people. But I don't know, maybe Dazone's already got the model. But how many of these YouTubers can we care about? How many of these fights can you make? I don't know. If it goes on, it's fine, Rafe. Just don't mix it with our regular population. Put it down in the D block. Down on the D Oscar where it belongs, okay, Rafe. No general, no Gen Pop for this crap. Um, but I do want to echo one thing though. I, I, we can rip it all we want, and I and we do to a certain degree. But like they brought it, I'm gonna give those two credit. And I thought KSI deserved the decision based on the way it was scored. But I do think Logan Paul, who was the better boxer and actually had a jab and at times used it as a weapon, did get absolutely screwed, Rafe. I mean, he dropped him with an uppercut. Should have got warned for those fouls. Um, Do you think Jack Re- Reese was just kind of uber trolling on the whole event, Rafe?
0: Well, Jack Reese does have a history of, Get off my lawning real fighters, even right. Yeah. He, did, he famously did the did it to Andre Ward and and La Bamba Rodriguez Edwin when they were wrestling too much. He's like deducted two points from each of them and was like, "Don't do this crap. Don't you don't want to go down this road?" Um, and then he it even it wasn't like, to the um, same degree, player, but you remember this
3: round two or round three? You're running out of time.
0: He uh he did something similar without the deductions in the Postol Matisse fight when Victor Postol was holding the crap out of Lucas the Machine Matisse, and it kind of livened up the fight. It it made it made Postol open up a little more, and Postol ended up getting that knock knockout. So I guess it worked out for for uh, the Iceman as well. But so so Jack Reese has this this streak in him, and yeah, I think. It did seem like he had it in his head a little bit that okay these these clowns don't really belong here and I'm not going to give them the leeway I would give uh, real professional fighters. Now is that fair or not? Eh, probably a little unfair. I think you give the clowns more rope as long as they're not um, you know putting each other in mortal danger because people paid for a circus and they want to see a circus. Let 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 them get weird in there. I don't care.
2: You will though, Rafe. You will. Okay. You will.
0: What are you talking about?
2: You will care if those circus, if the circus clowns get too much. Hopefully, with that rope, they'll hang themselves. Okay. I, I, Good I, lord. Not again. Not like we're. What are we protecting here? The sanctity of boxing. Never heard of it, Rafe. There is no such thing. But I can't let these clowns into our life. Okay. I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. All, right, all I got to say. Boxing is full of. Full of ish, man. Yeah, I used it, to love this sport. I used to love it too. You have a problem? Turn off your station. I just might if we keep seeing this. But look, one night only. I'm glad it did a million. Hold
0: trillion. up, bro. How come? How come, what? What if they? Well, what if, these guys? What if? All right, you cover a fake sport, full of fake stuff.
2: Yeah, but I kind of hate that fake sport now. I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> I like real sports, Rafe. Right. Sorry
0: about burnout, man. It, it it comes for all of us. Um, but. What if, could could I mean? Especially somebody like Logan Paul say he he kind of gets washy in his celebrity career and decides to go into WWE. I mean he's fairly big. He's he he was a wrestler in high school. You can't say. In fact, Logan Paul goes around. I I was I had this thought because I had to write this thing and I had to do all this research on Logan Paul. Got had me using whatever goddamn brain cells I have left. Thinking whatever deep thoughts I'm capable of about gosh mother effing Logan Paul, and he 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 was comparing himself to The Rock, saying A uh, Dwayne Johnson, sorry, saying that he wants to become the greatest entertainer like that. But you know what wrestler he really is the second coming of it's The Miz, right? Like pretty boy from Ohio, kind of dumb, kind of racist, but has a lot of has a lot of charisma and can go on and and. Troll and be a character forever. I mean, Logan Paul should go into WWE when he's done with boxing and all the other things. He's gonna carpet bag his ass into.
2: Wow, wow, Rafe. Okay, I mean, he probably should, but I, I like, I'm, I'm done caring about those guys. I rented them out already, right? I got they the rented traffic. you out. Geez. Yeah, no, it was, you know, it was a, yeah, we used each other. It, it was sloppy. It was, you know, there as, as, uh, let's let's bring in Keith Thurman to sort of. Um, I don't know. define the interaction between us. It was like a tug and war of kindness every time I was kind, she would be more kind then I'd be more kind then she would be more kind it...
3: he pumps it more than once.
2: it was pumping it was all that, but it's over Rafe, and I don't want to party with these weirdos anymore, so it's over. it was cool, it was great um it's weird though that like boxing had this chance. If
0: WBSS YouTube division, you think Cali is uh, not working on it right now?
2: Like if Devin Haney could prove on this one night that he is Floyd Mayweather, then guess what? The same 40 million combined people that watch these. Dirtbag YouTubers will now be boxing fans. No, that's why boxing is not going to win. It didn't happen. It didn't matter if uh, Devin Haney knocked this dude out in the first punch he threw and then crapped a chocolate cake on the on the middle of the ring. And then yeah, you, you
0: could have had put, Bradley Provodnikov on, on the undercard and people would exactly. not really have cared that much. But with
2: but, that but, said, Rafe, with that yeah, said, um, yeah, yeah. shout out to the fella. What was it Alfredo Santiago? Was that the fella's name? Because this is the weirdest fight, this co-main event. Devin Haney, the 20-year-old can't-miss prospect who's now the WBC Lightweight Champion, pitches a shutout on all three cards and scores a knockdown and, and to some degree takes a step back in his growth and has everybody going, man, you don't want to be putting Loma's name in your mouth. You ain't that dude. Now, that's a monster overreaction, but would you agree that given the stage and the moment and the opportunity, that Devin Haney didn't look like Devin Haney in there?
0: I don't know. I, I look, I I I that was one of the fights that I made sure to watch. Like I wasn't wandering around the concourse interviewing moms and 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 every all the other and MILFs and 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 Cougars and all the people I got to speak to that night. Um but um I cause I wanted to see Devin Haney. I actually I don't think I it's the first time I've seen him live and I I still am I think he is going to be a great, great fighter. Um Santiago could fight. He was athletic, he was awkward, he wasn't opening up a lot, and it 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 made Haney have to work and and win in not the prettiest most uh most, you know, uh, impressive looking fashion, but but that happens in boxing. When we we understand this, we Brian, you are the boxing hardcore. We know that we know that In a real competitive environment, you can't always make everything go your way. And Haney won in a shutout. Name who? Name me. Name me one. Name me one fighter better than Chris Algieri. He beat. And then two, Brian. Name me any other guys at one thirty-five that are really going out of their way after after that fight, being like,
2: "Oh, maybe I should fight Haney." No.
3: In my favorites folder, right now. That's where
2: you can find the other names. Um. I mean, yeah, like the overreactions are ridiculous again for everything that we said, but it it sort of was kind of what it should have been, which was I mean the problem is that he's fight the sometimes the problem is that he's the WBC champion and it's time to call out Loma. That's why we're like, oh, you didn't look like a Loma opponent. When in reality, that was kind of the perfectly matched fight against an unbeaten, awkward guy, like you just said. And Haney passed the test, but. You know, not going to give you that spectacular blowout knockout, and then you have Billy Joe Saunders against an even bigger underdog and looks awful, and then rallies for like this spectacular knockout, and all is good again. It just was a weird ass night, Rafe. Can you give us a final scene-setting snapshot? I was unable yet to to read your your performance on the athletic. Your look, you have vocal uh, style, or or what do you call it? Writing. uh, What's the writing equivalent of vocal stylings, Rafe?
0: Uh it has to be your bull, Brian. Yeah,
2: actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I I have this idea in my head, I can't get it out, so I stroke it and I I pet it I and love then, my pet. Yeah, <laughs> you're naughty. You're naughty. Um Rafe, you can spin a real quality boxing web that people just read, and like you've got a rep in this game, Rafe. You always try to downplay. Oh, boxing sucks. Who the hell am I? Everywhere I go, it's like oh, you're Rafe's guy. Man, I love, I love reading that man's stuff. So I'm gonna read your stuff eventually. But... Maybe I should get a fucking Patreon then. You
3: wow. know?
2: Wow! 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 <laughs> oh, Boom! Dig it again! Dig it! Um, Rafe, then, uh, for 39 cents a day, I can feed a Colombian child or read your stuff. I'm going to do both, but set the scene for us. All in all, from the moms to the milfs to the YouTube sensations to you dropping F-words on this show, what the hell was really going on there Saturday night? Uh, Boxing Armageddon, surviving Advance, what, ha- what's real, what really happened?
0: It was, it was a... An incredible, weird crowd. That was that is my biggest takeaway. That, that being inside that arena and seeing the kids wandering around. I mean there was there was a mixture. It, it felt like a county fair mixed with a really dirty nightclub. And, it, and as the night went on, it got more and more. At first, I was kind of won over. I was thinking, hey, this isn't bad. You know, there's a lot of these families. They're here. It's kind of earnest. They don't really know why they're here, but they're just going with it. And and everybody seems to. But then then the 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 Instagram models, the influencers showed (laughs) up and they were getting chased around by hordes of like 30 guys chasing a girl into the bathroom, trying to take pictures of her.
3: And it was the way men do it.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it is—it is the way young men today do it. Apparently, I'm pro boner. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. You had to be pro boner to be in that in that arena. It was just so weird. And then the the energy, the pop that that you felt in that arena when the when. KSI is walking out with his version of the Deontay Wilder orgy mask. He's got <laughs> castles hanging from his cheeks. Rick Ross, oh my the, God. As, the the Dogs Wide Open
2: mask? Yeah, got it.
0: As, as
2: a fan, Brian, of
0: great national anthem moments, such as the Argentine Loop <laughs> Man from Maidana Floyd 2. What did you make of Brian King Stanley doing God Bless the Queen on the neon electric violin? Yeah. It was like the whole oh, thing was shit. insane. It was, yeah. it was just a fun ass night. I don't know what it had to do with boxing, really, but that's what's great about boxing. You can always make room for, for a freak show. And, and like you said, but, but I would prefer us to just let it be.
2: Yeah, please seriously. Um, to this day, to this day, let's to this day never talk about it again. Okay, to this day, thank you.
1: You
3: just-
2: yeah, okay, thanks. That was good. That was good. Um, speaking of, uh don't make Um, are you f- nervous at all that we haven't heard from Errol Spence and that there are Spanish speaking websites posting? Reasons why you should be nervous. And then Rick Glazer, who's, you know, all a career fountain of misinformation, but you know, Glaze will tell you that a pay-per-view did 50,000 buys and then it'll get announced the next day that it did 800,000. But, um, people saying like, uh, Hey guys, Spence really probably isn't all that good right now. And, um, slow the brakes on ever fighting again. It's it's almost ridiculous to have this conversation because we don't know and I hear rumors just the same that Spence is going to come back at the Wilder pay-per-view and be on camera and tell everybody that he's great, but uh what do we do here? Nothing. Just, just
0: have Well, just look, I think out? it's natural for for people to feel confused, suspicious even because there has not been any official word and that 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 we that which means there's nothing for people to do but speculate. Now, the the fact that the the most prominent speculation that that gets passed around then turns into people going to the most extreme uh, conclusion there that oh maybe he'll never fight again may like like maybe he actually was in ICU for two weeks like that that's crazy but the, the truth is we don't know so and and it's boxing we're all used to we're all very suspicious because the sport has taught us to be suspicious and not really believe anything that is told to us by people who work for the sport or people who cover the sport as journalists don't believe a damn thing because none of it's ever true. So of course people are going to wonder and be like, what's going on here? But I, I would say exercise caution. Don't jump to the most extreme conclusion. It's weird I wonder if there is something more going on. It could just be a legal situation. It could he may have just because the the police did say that he, you know, they they, they he had a high enough blood alcohol level to be charged with uh DWI. So that that it could be a legal he could be he could have legal advice just to, you know, go dark. Stay inside, don't be out in public, train get get healthy, concentrate on that.
2: Go dark. Let the public saying? profile. I'm oh, black. Where are you going with this? Go,
0: like, go dark. Go underground. Keep it on the low. Right.
2: Um, on the D, right? Fist bump yeah, for everyone. Hit right? me up
0: on the D, Brian. All right, all
2: right. Um, well, the, anyway. you know, to explain what the stuff you were saying before, boxes looked at like is a
1: uh, like a uh, uh,
2: hood, hood sport. I do hope that uh, Errol. You know, comes back if he comes back next weekend for the Wilder pay per view and tells everybody, you know, he's he's slowly coming back. Obviously, we wish the best for him. Rafe, let's f everything and drop everything and get into where how we should have started this show. All right, do we chase clicks one more time and talk about these damn YouTubers? Maybe dig it again, Brian. Dig it again, indeed. But I want to talk to you about how men actually roll.
1: That's how men deal. That's how men roll. He and a man.
2: Luckily, we are. And there was a man in Japan last Thursday morning. Breakfast at Wimbledon. How about that seven thirty call there to wake up on the East Coast and watch the zone? Shout out to the zone! I, I mean, I mean, seriously, I do have that zone shit when they're giving us WBSS final. Naoya Inoue, the monster, the Japanese stud, the twenty-four year old, right? Twenty-six, twenty-four, whatever. 26 um, now? I don't know what I pound that. for pound, arguable king, depending on where you stand did in fact advance and win the World Boxing Super Series, unifies titles at 118, continues his march through the sport. But Rafe, holy freaking cow, Nonito still has a stick, Rafe. Jaron's father still... What we had said last week, I had said, look, the ultimate moral victory is... Imagine if he went the distance against the monster. Rafe, he did, he was, he is, and the journey to get there. I'm not, like, I'm not being hyperbolic. This was one of the most emotional I'm not and I ain't even a Nonito Donero super fan like you. This was one of the most emotional, dramatic fights I have ever seen or experienced in the modern era as a fan. We've been blessed in twenty nineteen. That there's been a lot of these. Wow, was that the fight of the year? Good God. Peterson Lipinets! Oh, my God. Spence Porter. Oh, wait. Did you see Triple G, Derevin Chango? Like, every friggin' week, it's the fight of the year. Well, we reason Joshua was pretty damn. I mean, like, there's everything. Every week is the fight of the year. Yet, you know what, Rafe? This is the actual fight of the year. What these men did for 12 rounds, and to find out a new way, who got rocked in round two by a patented Donaire left hook, not only had a vicious cut, but we found out he broke his damn face. Rafe, do you know how hard you have to hit to break a man's face and went through that? And then in round 11 to have Donaire having no business whatsoever. Rafe, I would love to find out if Darren Barker's late brother was in the middle of that ring in Japan to make him get up. Yes, the ref gave him every chance to survive, but Rafe, he did. What a friggin' fight. I stand here, jokes aside, humbled. If I ever run into Nonino at a bar, I'm gonna tell him two things. One, I'm sorry, sir, but I would risk it all for Rachel. How dare you? Two, your greatest victory in your Hall of Fame career was that loss to Inoue. And sir
0: Why do you love insulting fighters with that with that non
2: compliment? Rafe, I'm pouring one out for that Pinoy legend. Rafe, that was man stuff. That is how men do it, Rafe. Both of them, Monster and Donero. Rafe, did you have the feels? Was it a Shaft sequel going on inside you while you were watching this?
0: First of all, for recalling, Nonito Donaire, a Pinoy legend. Let me just say, thank you, man. At least somebody got the score right, finally. I think when you do encounter Nonito lives in Vegas, so there's a chance you will see him next time you're covering a big fight out there. I won't be there, but, you know, have fun. Um, But next time you see him, actually it would be very funny if you went up to him and tried to speak Spanish to him. That would be very insulting, but it would be pretty funny. You go, (laughs) campeón, huevos, (laughs) huevos.
2: yes yes um, yes Ray.
0: but um yeah you better give him the campion treatment you better go up to him i better and, get and, inside
2: and, on him yes
0: get effing inside on him and, and treat him like the moralises of the world because even if he's not as legendary that was that fight was as legendary that fight belongs in that in that in that canon man it was amazing um and his performance against you know Uwe. Bringing it back, like being able, and testing him, really. I mean, shoot, there in that ninth round when he hurt you know Uwe again, and and with the, with that right and basically blew up the guy's nose. Oh my god! It was like for a second I was like, Nonito actually is going to effing do this. This is insane. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, look in at this. Oh my god, look at this! Look at this. this! Where is can I would you would you be offended if I did a double raygasm right now on the show Rafe? Oh, yeah, yeah so Edwards shakes his head as the no That's a straight That ah! sandwich. Ah! Oh!
3: Another straight left oh! 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 and this oh! one is over. Kennedy for knockout
2: of the year. Kennedy for fight of my lifetime. And Rafe, I'm not fooling around. Nonito made that a freaking War And it's almost like in hindsight we should have realized, and I know if you go back and listen to our our preview, we did set the stage that it's possible, that it is this legend coming down to weight classes over the past few years. He was going to be the bigger man. And we said, what happens if he connects with that big left hook? Well, he did. And here's almost the best part. Okay, the best part about that fight, Rafe, is what that man did a week before his 37th birthday. And his willingness, again, that if I'm going to lose daring to be great in my old age... I'm going to pour the damn jug out and go for it. But the really the second best part about that fight is... Inoue is was in that pound for pound conversation. But when you're blowing dudes away, Rafe, nobody really knows how good he is, right? Because every time he steps in wait, two rounds in, people run into his hands and they get sent to hell. He had to show us. Because his power in the end wasn't going to win that fight that he was just as good speed-wise, boxing-wise, IQ-wise, and ultimately balls-and-toughness-wise to win that fight. So even though he just went through hell against Nonito, he actually, on my pound-for-pound list, moved up a spot or two because that's his best win by far in my eyes, Rafe, because he proved to us that he actually is that dude in every category because how impressed were you at Inoue, who's... Bouncing back from being hurt and then saying, okay, I'm moving to the outside, and I'm going to be quick, and I'm going to box, and I'm going to— Like, his adjustments that he made mid-fight under duress were humbling. They were incredible. It was great. Both guys won that night, Rafe. Boxing wins. Somebody get Radio Rahim on the horn. Boxing wins.
0: Yeah, it was. Can we, for a second, maybe— play some, some classical music or some jazz and get a little Lee Wiley on this and, and, and break it down a little bit. What, how, Let me how, see what
2: songs I have right now.
0: Oh yeah, that is a classic. I, I've never heard this on a Lee Wiley jam, though.
2: Hey, Rave. It's time to talk about Donut's Bag! You know I'd risk it all for Rachel. All right, Rafe, enough of that. Rafe, I mean, seriously, what a friggin' performance from a new way within this old guy masterpiece. A new way is that man
0: and but also Brian Nonito that game plan that the the balls on that game plan and then the ability to execute it to at a at a high enough level to make this such a competitive 12 round back and forth fight to basically say no I'm going to take the center of the ring and and pressure and walk try and and walk down now, he wasn't actually walking him down but still really he wasn't he wasn't backing down wasn't giving an inch to you know, Uwe, a guy who we've seen just starch people, and you could hear, you hear the the way that his shots land. You see the how fast and the just the moment, like the amount of of mustard he, you know, Uwe puts in those shots. And to see Nonito just be like, "Nope, I am going to take control of this fight in this way." It was, I mean, it was it was bold. He pulled it off. He was he was he had that that over that the the straight and overhand rights dialed in all night he was able and then when he was hurt or when 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 he needed to pull out the the old left hook old trust you know old faithful whatever you want to call it landed it i mean it was oh it was it was just it was a masterpiece i'm as a masterpiece of a fight between two beautiful artists
2: i mean uh, like a fought 10 and a half rounds with a broken orbital bone and
0: see double vision
2: Hit the guy in the mid, well, no, that'd be triple fishing. Um, wow, Rafe, wow! And ultimately, I kind of had the fight wide, and I don't even think that's the wrong score, but it's like a Donaire's ability to make each round competitive and to hurt his opponent was just insane, Rafe. It just was insane, and and he just wouldn't stop. I mean, Rafe, round eleven should have been the end. It should have been where where we just stood and applaud and said thank you. That at least someone put their balls on the line, you know. And how did it
0: feel for you to to, to hear Darren Barker on the call when Nonito had no business
2: getting up from that body shot? I did not realize that. Are you kidding me? You are you are not you're no longer a top bloke. It was Wait, it was Chris me, Lloyd and Darren Barker. Are you telling me that was Barker on that call? Calling a man who had no business getting up from that I mean look, guy Richie jokes aside, this guy had no business getting up from that body shot. And Darren Barker was the top quality bloke on that? He was, Brian. Oh my god. Would you like
3: to yeah. shake my hand? I'd love to shake your hand. I'd like to shake your
2: dong after that. Wow. Uh Rafe, should we call the cops on Robert Hoyle, Um, he already had such a poor reputation. Now, look, remember that guy, Vegas judge Robert Hoyle, great dresser. Billy really, Hoyle,
0: also a favorite of mine.
2: Had really judged himself into a corner from some real bad cards where reputation-wise it was sour. So what did he do? He became a ref. I don't know if you remember his work in the Young Holy, Evan Holyfield pro debut, in which he stopped the fight without a count on that, like, 15-second knockout. Remember where we were like, okay— Big win for Young Holy, but kind of wanted to see where that fight was going. You remember that, Rafe?
0: Yes, I do. It was little, two weeks ago?
2: Yeah. Uh, he got on a plane after that and went to Japan, and he scored that fight 114-113 for A. Yeah. Well,
0: that's Dwyer's scorecard.
3: Well, I mean. You know. Yeah,
2: man.
0: Don't be a blank, all right? I
3: mean, <laughs> hey, that wasn't a draw in the Dwyer household. Um, wow, Rafe. I mean, remember
2: Robert Hoyle? He's, he's had a few, Rafe. He's had a few. Look, um,
0: I could. I, I'm not mad at that scorecard. I, 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 I understand. Really, really. I mean, I didn't score the fight, but I remember in my head because all right, the way I thought of it,
2: Rafe. Is that means that gets draw. an early lead. That means he had it seven seven. Rafe. That I'm sorry, No six six right seven. Oh yeah, sorry. How many rounds are we doing these days? Boy, that he, means he had a seven. Brutal, bro. <laughs> That means he had it six six.
0: What are you doing? I I think, I mean, just eyeballing it, I was more of like a 7'5", 8'4", guy, but that means there's only a round or two no, away. No,
2: no, no. no, no. He, he didn't win more than four max. I mean, max, Rafe. But he, look, he was in it. He made it a great fight. Rafe, will that be your fight of the year? I mean, I know you're a little bit too close to it, being a Pinoy guy, but...
0: I think it will be. Yeah. I mean, that, that the they, ha- you know why it won the, the, the high, it was, a, it was a great fight, fought at, uh, at literally the highest level, like probably. Yeah. Is there, is there, will we, has there been a good, one of the good fights fought at such a high level this year? Uh, I don't think so. And, and. Uh,
2: Rafe Spence Porter, the, Thurman Pacquiao uh, were fought at very high levels, just so you know. All
0: okay? right. Yeah. I'll, I'll give, I'll give Spence Porter one. Um, Manny and Keith. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But still, uh, it was the momentum G swings. Derevin- momentum swings. Derevia
2: Vanchenko.
0: Now get that crap out of my face. That I didn't even like that fight. That fight was bro.
2: good, bro. I, it, it was
0: a good fight. It was a good fight. That's all I got to say about that. Um, but the momentum swings are really what sets sets this one apart. The early drama with the the the, eye, the cut over his eye and that we didn't really – we didn't know, of course, that the, that the extent of Inoue's – eye injury that he had a broken orbital orbital but just the drama that that cut put in there then the way he starts to take over in the middle rounds and you're thinking all right he's got this got it in the bag and then boom nonito round seven eight nine comes out and starts taking start just get put turns the fight around again and then the 11th round oh and, and nonito landing a left hook down the stretch of that 11th round that Made it, you know, they think oh, twice I about forgot. coming in for the
2: finish. Rafe, that was round of the year potential because of Inoue getting off that canvas and looking like what Holyfield against Bo in the first fight at the end of round 10 when he got up and rallied back like Gotti and Ward. Same scenario. Oh, Rafe, it's just like, I don't, I, I'm glad that we didn't break this fight down as much as we're just celebrating it. We're taking the milk. Oh, going to survive it. the round. Oh, my God. I just love that ish. So, so, so much. Well, the first thing I do is make me <coughs> toast my salad. Uh, yes. Yes, that's the first thing I did watching that, Rafe. Wow. Wow. You know, Rafe, should should Nonito fight again? I don't want him to. I want that to be the victory that he ends his career with. And are you okay with him being such a dedicated father to teaching lessons that he borrowed the slinky from a new way so that his sons, because he promised his sons he would bring it home? But, like, I, I get that that was such a touching moment, but you promised your kids that you would win it and bring it home. So now you're borrowing it. Did I miss the lesson here, Riff?
0: Well, no need to explain the lesson in his thread, man. I He's didn't get, that, it. Look, I didn't they, get I, it. I didn't get it. I owed it to them, and Naoya you know, was nice enough to allow me to to fulfill that promise. But I also want them to know that you can work hard and do your best, and you don't always win all this good father lesson stuff i think it was a fine lesson and more importantly brian the wbss did it again another another really amazing fight for in one of these finals and and the feels how no no, nothing is creating these feel spot moments remember last year brietis and gassiev not the dorticos the cheetos man doritos Junior, Juniel, <coughs> however he wants to spell it these days, Dorticos, yeah.
4: crying. Ooh. It smell, it smell like Doritos.
0: Yeah. Crying after he lost to Gassiev. And Gassiev going into the locker room, giving him... His belt back, oh,
2: you're right. hugging it out. I mean, <clears throat> oh, my God. You're right. And the WBSS just gave us frickin' Pro Gray Taylor, which was a fight of the year. Contender fought at a high level. Rafe, the WBSS is the greatest thing that ever happened to our fandom. Indeed, there ain't no party like a Cali party.
0: And, oh, by the way, worth a rewatch? Go back. Watch the, the Nonito and Inoue fight. And Sound just look off? at Callie Sauerland there on the side oh, uh, in, in, between the rings. He is the the, the, the He had his uh, his facial tick working overtime. Oh uh, yeah!
2: Wow! I can't wait for the whole card, but that fight, but like after what just happened there, has got has got my balls tingling.
0: In it was a hard on day, Brian. It
2: was a hard on day. Wow! A uh, quick quick bit of news and notes here, Rafe. Say, queef bit. No, stop. What is this show? What is this clown show to you? Just uh, fit in as many inappropriate words as you can. I feel like I should be talking to you like you're a, a, a woman on the
1: street. So obviously he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. All right,
3: fight. enough. Enough.
2: All right.
0: right. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I spent too much time with those foul-mouthed YouTubers, man. Seriously. I'm getting crass. I'm tr- Look, I'm trying to break out. I'm trying to go
3: mainstream, Dude, man. And sometimes that means you got to be edgy. Seriously, it's Rocky Fielding Fight Week. Wake up. Let's face it, too. Rocky Fielding is not on the Mount Rushmore of great super middleweight champions. But Canelo stopped Rocky Fielding. Understand how that'll look in the history books. Yeah, understand that, Rafe. understand, all right?
0: Hey, man, don't be a blank.
2: <laughs> Rafe, are we going to get him on the show or not? And I say this because I made my return today as we record this uh, uh before uh, days before it posts i made my return to the state of combat pro wrestling podcast this week after like a four episode gap for various reasons and when the person who runs the account tweeted out we got detox? a detox what? rehab what would you say
0: detox rehab what, what were the various reasons
3: oh wow really Really? are going to are going to you know i know i sound like a crackpot not the first time um
0: we all have problems.
2: Yeah,
3: we do. We do, in fact, as well. Right. If you look at boxing hard enough, you're going to find people with colorful past. I mean,
2: that is true, Rafe. Luckily, we do look hard enough. Um, okay. Hey,
0: you, you made your so, return to wrestling.
2: So as they tweeted out, "Like, hey, special, you know, big surprise." Like nine of the ten responses at State of Combat on Twitter was. Dwyer, Dwyer, Dwyer. If it's not Dwyer, I'm never listening again. Better be Dwyer or you're dead. Dwyer, better be f- effing Dwyer. You better get inside Dwyer. Like, shout out to quality bloke and all our legion of weirdos. Rafe, will we, should we cross that line? I know I've pitched this before. I know I've pitched a tent in anticipation for this. I know he's dead to us. He may actually hate us. He may be suing us, Rafe. I don't know, but should we, could we, before the end of the, of this calendar year, do what needs to be done, Rafe?
0: Yeah, if we could get it, I look as soon as as soon as we get the word from Big Rich in Mountain View that he's ready to make this happen, he's on here. I'll call me up anytime, anywhere, Blair. I'm there. Okay, I, I'm ready. I, I, but if he doesn't want to, that doesn't that doesn't reduce my my love for his content. For for you know these YouTubers, they call themselves creators. No, 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 they ain't creators. Richard Dwyer is a
2: creator. That's my creator. Revisit. Their collaboration. We visit his Rafe because he is the only YouTuber that we need in boxing.
0: You want you want to know what I've na- renamed my favorites folder? Yeah, Dwyer.
2: <laughs> All right then. <laughs> All right, that's great. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dwyer. All
3: right, uh, man, I got so much Dwyer on this
2: on this damn soundboard. I don't even know uh, what to do.
3: You don't have to say. Wow, he was a great hooker.
2: You don't. You know, definitely. You definitely don't. I'm just afraid, Rafe, that he's going to come on the show, and then ultimately my feelings will be.
3: The boxing world should be afraid. It should be very afraid.
2: Will he just let us have it? I mean, it'll be great audio, Rafe. But you know, I still
0: won't hold that against him. Because, he can Rafe, call. He can even... come in here and call us a couple of blanks, Brian. <laughs> I'm still going to love the guy.
2: Rafe, um, I don't even care ultimately to talk boxing with him. Because I have so many questions about his life. About you want to those, talk crime with him, right? About those totes next to him on the left in that one setting that he records from. Then I've got think, questions about what's on the wall when he records from the living room from that angle. What about like
0: the fireplace? The weird electric fireplace,
2: yeah. <laughs> Rafe. I have so many questions about his jersey collection. Like I really just want to, like I want to see the whole man, Are Rafe. Fa-
3: Is he a fan of all those teams? <laughs> Let's look at the entire.
2: Man, I would love to. I'd like to talk about this beard that popped up out of nowhere, Rafe.
0: Coma beard, maybe. Maybe, maybe he <laughs> was
3: like <Seagal> to, <laughs> to kill, man. Now we get even more ridiculousness in,
2: in boxing. All right, that's that. Um, I think that's the vicious news site. Oh, yeah. Um, Andre Ward was interviewed on SportsCenter, Rafe, and said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm a fighter. You can talk me into a comeback every day of the week, but I will not fight Canelo. Rafe, A, is he telling the truth? And B was this a like a business thing more than all right. The business thing is more about A, is he telling the truth? Is he telling is he saying no just to try to eventually, you know, raise up his price and have them come after him? Or B, because he's aligned with top rank and ESPN. Is this a moot point? And he's a manager of ESPN fighters and all that.
0: Uh, I, I mean, it's I, I, I hope that is not the case because the amount of money he could get for that fight is probably more like, you know what they say? You might know how they say your primary employer is whoever pays you the most. Yes. Well, Canelo and whoever would be and whoever's cutting Canelo's checks will become the primary employer in that case because it will pay out the rest.
2: Yeah, John Skipper is your meet your new boss. Same as your old boss, it's John Skipper. Okay. Yeah, baby?
0: also from ESPN. Yes. Um But uh, I, I I think no, I think right now that's probably how he feels. You know how Andre Ward is kind of the hardest way. I I, I imagine just the the way that uh, he's conducted his career and. His public persona. I imagine the hardest way to get Andre Ward to do anything is to suggest it to him because then he's going to be like, no, I do what I want to do, right? Exactly. That's um, a good
2: po- That's a strong point. It's almost better if nobody talked about it and then he's just like, yeah, man, you know, yeah, you're right. And also, he's not motivated by money, though. We have to understand that. So, we're, if you're only looking at this from a money standpoint, you have to understand the people that Andre listens to for advice.
3: To paraphrase Diddy and B.I.G., more money, more problems. I mean, that's a cl- tried-and-true old-school classic. No, I there.
0: think you're right, and that was kind of the point that I've heard Ward make in some of the Fight Hype interviews he's done after fights he's called in the last month. They're like, oh, would you come out? What if they pay you this? He's like, y'all don't understand. I already walked away from tens of millions of dollars to retire the first time when I was going to fight like Mike Lee, AJ. Tony AJ. Bellew, and Anthony Joshua. Yes,
2: Ajay, yes. That's the th- um, place of Ajay. So...
0: That I and I and I believe him. I, I mean, I don't think that he is primarily motivated by money in that way. That that you could just throw the bag at him and he'll come back for it. However, the way you know how, the, the, so I think that he's probably leaning against it. He he probably doesn't want to give people the satisfaction of of making drawing him back if if it wasn't his idea first. And I think that he's happy with his life and all that's true. The way I could still see it happening. Is if Canelo starts talking about it, if Canelo, like calls him out and makes Ooh. it a personal thing, makes it a makes it a legacy thing, then it can then I can see Andre Ward being like, "Okay, you am effed up, little red, and I am <laughs> going to show you why."
2: All right, uh, I like. Uh, do you have the same morals though? What if I threw the bag at you?
3: You have a little bit of fun with the bag. You play with it.
2: How far would you go with the bag, Rafe?
0: I've never been tested by a truly big bag, Brian. I like Look, I have a pretty strong self-righteous streak, but I also haven't been in a position to sell out in any truly meaningful way, so I don't know.
2: If you did, though, and you had a tough decision to make, I'd be part of that team willing to analyze it for you.
1: I have a group of analysts who receive the tip, they review the tip. Uh, they analyze the tip information and determine what type of tip it is.
2: Just the tip, though, Rafe. Just for a second. What kind of tip was that again? All right. Uh, Rafe, also in the news. Um, so Chavez Jr. versus Danny Jacobs, somehow still on, Rafe. All I can say to that is. Oh, um, well,
3: you will even touch an M yet.
2: Oh, you'll be touching Ms after that. Um, so they moved it from Vegas to Arizona, of all places, because Chavez ran out the back door on his vada test uh dead giveaway and so eddie Hearn quoted in the media as saying if chavez misses one ped test he's out of the fight hey bro he already missed a ped test he ran out one more one more after, and you move the fight to another city um what's starting now Rafe? is this what this is like yeah starting now that makes sense i get you know hey
0: you know hey man don't be a blank um (laughs) Uh yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, let's talk about the this fight is was garbage to begin with. I yeah. I think if Danny Jacobs is that sure that his opponent is 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 uh, abusing some sort of banned substance, then I think then I I really got to think why would you still walk into that fight? I understand the confidence that fighters have, but but just what it means to the sport. Like put put your put your effing foot down, man, and say go get Gabe Rosado. He's probably better than. Chavez in the first place. I don't like or or, or don't you know, I mean and it's not to not to cap, this is obviously not Jacob's fault, but there's a side of me that's like why why should, why would anyone be okay if you just saw a guy literally run away from the the doping authorities. Um isn't there also still the possibility that Nevada which has a hearing scheduled I believe next week or sometime before the end of November um about it, it it's supposed to cover Chavez's situation they could give him a long-term suspension and then arizona would be in a lot of under a lot of pressure to be on the same page with nevada and and honor
2: that oh, would they, so would... they weren't they were under pressure to honor martin luther king day and they never did and that's why public enemy put out that song right great song off of the apocalypse 91 and nmc strikes black album right by the time I get to Arizona, zona. We did dope. We've been doing doping from the beginning. Okay. Um. Yeah, Rafe. I. What the hell is going on with this sport? Seriously. I mean. Wow. All right. Danny Jacobs, you're the boy. Like you put it on him. He will Eddie? But uh, what, shouldn't Eddie be better than this, Rafe? Boxing and ethics don't really always mix. Yeah, I guess not. All right.
0: Yeah, um, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie is like Eddie. Look, Eddie is very entertaining. Um, and I think he's quite good at his job, but his job is still to be a boxing promoter, and we know what that means.
2: Uh, Rafe, let's dab up our guest at the moment. Not not full fist, but let's dab up our next guest right now, coming up, our guest of the week.
3: And I don't know Luis Ortiz personally, but brother, I thank you for that. Shout out right here.
2: Uh, Luis Ortiz, live and direct. This was a couple weeks back on the set of PBC Face-to-Face. Rafe, still time to revisit that collaboration on DVR. Have you seen it?
3: Nope.
2: All right. I will say though that. Uh... Oh, great! Are you gonna crap your pants or something?
0: No, uh, I mean I'm waiting for you to throw to the interview uh, so I could go do hey, my business. Hey, man.
2: Luis Ortiz coming up right now, talking about Deontay Wilder, their November 23rd pay per view rematch, all that good stuff, all that, and then some. Tall, dark, and handsome. It's King Kong coming at you right now. Enjoy. Excited to get a chance to talk with the real King Kong, Luis Ortiz himself, ahead of this November 23rd Fox pay-per-view rematch against Deontay Wilder. Luis, straight up, let's start here. We don't. You're a man of few words. Who is Luis Ortiz, the man outside of the ring?
1: That, ah, yeah. que este 23 de noviembre voy a dar lo que lo que no habían visto de mí. Esto es. This 23rd of
4: November, he's going to show the fans what he obviously could not uh, finish uh, on the first fight, and, uh, and, and that's what he's really focused on and looking forward to.
2: Tell us briefly about your journey in leaving Cuba and coming
1: to America and what you have had to overcome to get where you are today. Salí por un hombre que, que, que en Cuba me vio pasando trabajo y me dijo que la oportunidad que yo tenía no eran allá que que si que si lograba venir para acá para para los Estados Unidos iba a tener iba a cumplir el sueño de, iba a cumplir los sueños que yo tenía que era de, de de mi hija ayudar a mi hija y de ser campeón del mundo. He
4: says that it was, uh... An uh, individual that told him that the future for him is not in Cuba with his skills and his talents and that it would be in the United States so that he could showcase his talents and never once did he think that he would ever be here in the United States doing this for a living and at this level um, but it was the reason for leaving Cuba was helping his daughter um,
1: through the illness yeah, that she has fue that was uh,
4: the only reason that he actually left his family and to come here because that is extremely difficult and would have never done that had it not been for the, the purpose of, you know, finding some kind of help for his daughter's illness.
2: Luis, what can you tell us about your daughter's illness and, and how she's doing today and how much that factors in?
1: Sí, ella, ella tenía dos años cuando, cuando la dejé en Cuba. Ella y a mi esposa y a esa enfermedad cuando nos la diagnosticaron nos pusimos muy mal y mucha gente eh, no no creían que no, no creían que esa enfermedad sabe existía y mucha gente pensaba que era lo que nosotros hablábamos mentiras pero nosotros creímos siempre en, en los doctores y nada eso fue duro mi hija eh, ha sufrido mucho Hey, again, you.
4: It says that uh, leaving leaving Cuba here was very difficult. Um, his daughter, you know, since birth has suffered greatly um, with the disease and that not only his uh, community back home, but even some of the people in the organization that obviously runs boxing thought that he was lying and that, that it really wasn't anything. and. He just continued to believe the doctors, and it wasn't many of them, but the, that would say that she does have something, and unfortunately, they didn't know what it was, and really, no one knew what it was. So it was really they thought, you know, that they were just crying
2: wolf to maybe get, you know, some kind of extra something. With full respect to your daughter's situation, what illness does she have, and and how does it affect her?
1: tiene eso es una enfermedad que que afecta de su cuerpo, atrofia los dientes, la vista, los huesos. Ella, en vez de tener varias capas de piel, solamente tiene una por donde quiera que ella pasa y se da un golpecito de lo más mínimo, se se levanta la piel. Y y eso, en vez de soltar sangre, eh, suelta un líquido que se llama albúmina. Y el el ardor dicho por los doctores equivale a una quemadura de tercer grado says
4: that it's a disease that affects um, the entire body. That it can cause uh, atrophy to nails and and teeth. Um, it 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 definitely affects uh, the skin. It's primarily that. Uh, instead of having several layers of skin, uh, she only has one, and so therefore any scrape, bruise, bump, cut um, is is severe, and the the pain that she. Uh, would be feeling in, let's say, a typical scrape or a, uh, a little road rash, let's say, from playing on the park, um, is is equivalent to a third degree burn for her, and that's what she's feeling. So you know, it's um, it's not a it's not a fun one.
2: In what ways has your daughter's struggle changed your mindset as a fighter? ayuda está mi
1: esposa, que es la que más me ayuda demasiado. Ella siempre está ocupándose de la niña. Yo, imagínate, yo lo que hago es sufrir junto con ella, porque soy fuerte para algunas cosas, pero a veces para eso me, me es muy difícil.
4: ¿Y cómo te ha ayudado como un boxeador? ¿Cómo te ha dado fuego como un
1: boxeador? Claro, eh, siempre tenemos la esperanza de que, de que vamos a, a buscar eh, puedo tener la esperanza de que de que la enfermedad it's
4: been it's been the the only field he, he didn't think he would be in the united states and let alone at the age of 30 migrating here to be in a professional career his wife takes and deserves all the credit she's the strong one in the family he's maybe king kong in the ring and in boxing but when it comes to this he's very fragile with the you know the, the his daughter's well-being and state and wants everything to just be Um, you know, gone and and non-existent, but realizes that it is a disease that they have to, you know, fight. And and he's happy that he's here and and on the way to possibly and potentially finding a cure. But definitely treatment is um, going to begin and, and has begun. So, therefore, it's made him who he is today.
2: Lewis, it seems like you and Deontay have really developed a kinship as fathers after that first fight. He's gone out of his way to say he wanted to bless you with this rematch how will that factor into this fight how close you guys have become? No
1: nah, eh eh yo, yo respeto a Warden como es un es un padre de familia eh, esa persona para mi porque me me eh, no sabía que él tenía una una niña eh con, con, con una condición y, y sé que esos es doloroso solo un padre eh, siente eso
4: says that um, yes absolutely there is uh, a kinship and, and regardless of what's you know happening in the ring in the first fight when they were trying to do to each other and what they'll try to do each other in the second fight um, but definitely uh, there is you know a mutual respect on Lewis's part and his behalf um, he says most definitely he respects him because it's very easy um, you know as fathers to get a bad rap and not you know step up and he does, and he respects that above anything and, and, and above anything is being a good father and uh, that he understands the pain that Wilder uh, is going through and will go through or has gone through um, to definitely, uh, you know, uh, connect with him that way. So, yes, without a doubt.
2: Wilder has called you the boogeyman of
1: boxing who no
2: one wants to fight. Why do you think you've developed that reputation?
1: Okay, un hombre que... Tú que no
4: quieren he says that uh, Wilder is a man of, of true conviction and challenge and, and wants that type of challenge for himself, prove that in the first fight, accepting the first fight, um, and in the second fight um is probably proving it even more um as far as why no one wants to fight him um, unlike Wilder who's the only one with balls in the heavyweight division um everyone else wants you know easy pickings and and he's no easy pickings regardless
2: All right, let's go back to the first fight, March 3rd, 2018, basically an instant classic
1: in terms of heavyweight title bouts. What happened that night? Uh pasado y lo que viene presente y vengo con la mente mucho más fuerte.
4: You know, it wasn't his night. It wasn't uh, destined for him to be heavyweight champion of the world that night. Um, you know, that was the past, although he has not forgotten. It's been a constant nightmare, a thorn in his side. Uh, very vocal about it this entire eighteen months that we've been work in in training for other fights. Um, But, you know, the future is what he's focused on now, and and we'll correct, you know, any mistakes uh, that, you know, were made and and move forward and become heavyweight champion of the world November
2: 23rd. Lewis, you've been quoted as saying, you won't make the same mistake in the rematch as you did the first time. Which mistake are you referring to when you say that?
1: (sighs) No annealing condition.
2: Um, with a big sigh,
4: um, not come 100% ready.
2: What was the biggest problem in the first fight for you in terms of
1: why you lost it? Was it more mental than it was physical? Mentally and and, and, and training?
2: Physically.
1: And physical. Mental and physical.
2: Lewis Wilder has been quoted as saying that he had the flu in the first fight. He wasn't the best version of himself. When you hear that, how do you respond to it? Given how close that fight was.
1: Um you know, he's coming 200% this fight. Um, uh,
4: whatever Wilder wants to say what he said, um, uh, is on is on him completely. He doesn't know why he would need to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, he's coming 200%. Yo
1: no doy excusa por la primera.
4: He has not never given an excuse for the first fight, other than saying he made a mistake. Lo que pasó,
1: pasó, yeah. What's
4: happened has happened, and it's it's time to, to to rumble November 23rd at whatever percent he's coming. It's up to him, and if he doesn't come 100% or 200%, then that's going to be on him.
2: Luis, you were able to outbox Wilder in the first fight and do things to him no one else had done up to that point. Do you think you created like a blueprint of sorts on how to beat Wilder that maybe even Tyson Fury took from?
1: Nah, Tyson Fury, era Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury perdió con Wilder. lo noqueó. El lo contó gritó en el oído para que se levantara.
4: He says he's not sure if that's a blueprint or not, but he says don't even talk about Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury I not the hell out. And that the only reason Tyson Fury got up was because the referee was screaming in his face, waking him up to get up. Otherwise, he was knocked out.
2: Specifically, what do you think you did to Wilder in the first half of that fight in March 2018 that gave you success? Uh, experience,
4: uh, the desire to become world champion. Uh, you know, nothing that Wilder has done, he hasn't seen. He's got too much experience in over 400 fights so experience
2: all right Lewis, take us through that seventh round of that first fight you've got wilder hurt do you seem like you were close to dropping or stopping him what do you remember about that
1: ah sali a tirar y a tirar y a tirar y a tirar ese fue mi plan tirar y tirar y tirar y, y tratar de separar la cabeza del web.
4: Uh, when he heard him in that seventh round, um, there was really no plan and and uh, all he can remember of what he does remember is that he was just completely you know telling himself punch 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 and punch and you know separate his head from his body punch punch punch, separate his head from his body and and that's all that he was thinking and obviously um, you know it, it didn't happen but that was his thoughts, and and really, you know, flashing and just seeing himself already, you know, the heavyweight champ of the world, you know, and and punching until he could punch no more.
2: I remember having a feeling at all during that sequence in round seven that Wilder was maybe one punch away from being finished and you one punch away from becoming heavyweight champion?
1: De pensar me molesta. De pensar me molesta lo que sucedió y lo que quiero es. Lo que, lo, que quiero, lo que quiero y trato de que de qué pero con mucha más condición says
4: when he thinks about it um, it bothers him No he didn't think about it obviously fight night he was just punching he was on, you know on automatic cruise control so to speak but moving forward um it, he doesn't really you know it, it is fueled to his training it is fuel to his desire to be and become the heavyweight champion of the world, and come November 23rd, it will happen again, but this time he's got the condition to do what everyone said he should have done, which was finish the fight.
2: All right, after that wild round seven, Wilder sitting in the corner refreshing himself. We're about to start round eight. The commission, the referee, call time. The doctor comes into the ring to inspect Wilder. The crowd's booing. There was almost a feeling there. Like, maybe he was given extra time to recover. What are your thoughts on that potential controversy?
1: He only laughs about it because um, he,
4: he continues to repeat as a man of a lot of faith and continues to repeat that it just wasn't his night Um you know, to become the heavyweight champion of the world. So no matter what would have happened, he wasn't going to be heavyweight champion that night. And he doesn't put much thought into it because for what? There's nothing you can do about it.
2: Considering the scorecards in that first fight and the fact that most people thought you had done enough to be winning at the time of the stoppage, yet all three judges we find out had Wilder ahead. Is there any part of you that feels like you're fighting uphill in this rivalry, that you're going to need a knockout or nothing in this rematch to get ahead?
4: Él, yeah, quieres yeah, no, Ya, no por,
1: yeah, por eso vengo vengo al 200, 300 ciento Vengo preparado bien mentalmente para para todo para todo tipo de troqueso.
4: prepared mentally whatever. el <laughs> He's prepared mentally for whatever's going to happen uh, in, in the ring. Um, you know, so he's 100%, continues to reiterate, 200% prepared physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, and, and for anything that can happen. And if the doctor gets in the ring again to do that, he's going to hit the doctor.
2: All right, Luis, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the big quote from you heading into this fight that has so many people buzzing. You saying you're willing to die in the ring if you have to in order to win this fight.
1: I'm a soldier. I'm not going to retire from the battle. And now less. This is my second chance. He,
4: he says that that he is a soldier uh, to a mission, and he doesn't plan like any good soldier to, you know, abandon his mission. And that's what that means basically. And that's how he's always approached his boxing career, even as an amateur. Let alone now the most important fight of his life. Once again, does understand that these aren't just handed out. You know, for, for, you know, every 18 months, you're handed a, a, an opportunity to become the heavyweight world champion. So, with that being said, it means what it means. He's prepared to die in the ring, but he's not going to quit and, and, and he's not going to run out of gas. That's why he's prepared what he's been doing for the past year and a half to,
2: to get this opportunity. Obviously, Lewis, a loss is a loss. And however you slice it, but you did mention your conditioning as being. A problem in that first fight Maybe the reason why you lost Do you feel like in your heart Of hearts that You lost to Wilder In that fight Or that he beat you Sometimes there's a difference there When you look back on things
1: He says that
4: he agrees with you, yes. A loss is a loss. 20, 30 years from now, they won't have, you know, on the record book, loss, and then, in quotation, some kind of explanation uh, with whatever quote-unquote controversy may, may have occurred, and or Lewis's explanation for why he thinks he may have lost for himself. But he does want to make it clear that it was a combination of both. He wasn't prepared, but Wilder was able to take advantage of his unpreparedness.
2: Considering how close that first fight was, which we're talking about a lot, for Deontay Wilder to then come out ahead of this rematch and predict a first-round knockout, how does that make you feel?
1: Um,
4: he laughs it off um, because he doesn't believe that. Wilder really believes that or thinks that. He can see it, speak it, believe it all he wants, and it ain't going to happen.
2: <laughs> Lewis, you took the best of Wilder's power that night. Everyone fears this guy. What's your opinion of his power after having been dropped, getting back up and being in such a close fight against him?
1: Nah, somos dopeo completo, son son eh are de de horse de de caballo, eh. ahí uno no se puede desconfiar y en el primer desconfío que venga, cualquier pega en cualquier bozo pega y y ese y él no digo que que no pega porque lleva tantos años siendo campeón del mundo y tiene me, varios knockouts.
4: He says that but
1: I don't care he says
4: that, yes it's it's legitimate power they're both heavyweights uh, every heavyweight has legitimate power Wilders is just <clears throat> a little bit uh, uh, you know uh, not necessarily harder he's been he's been hitting harder but he says that it's um it's it's just fast it's fast it's it's sometimes not seen it's, it's awkward right but um that they're, they're both big punchers uh it can end in any round he's confident he's going to end it's confident he's going to become heavyweight champion of the world and as far as what um what you know what he's been able to do wilder with his uh, punching power you know he commends him for it.
2: you fought wilder in a way that says you have no fear straight up i've seen you go nose to nose with him in media opportunities you don't back down for a second why are you different in this regard where you
1: can have such a dangerous opponent there and you have so much confidence? i do not scared anybody. I want to be champion. Finally, what would it mean for your family, for your country, Lewis, to right this wrong, if you
2: will, in this rematch, to beat Deontay Wilder, to become, at age 40, heavyweight champion of the world?
1: I'm living I'm here in Miami. Uh, for my family's way it's my dream. You know.
2: All right, special thanks to King Kong Ortiz. Rafe is back from the restroom. Rafe, I know you didn't hear that interview. I know you will not hear that interview, but let me ask you this. The big quote that sort of circulated when this fight was announced and ultimately got pulled from our PBC face-to-face episode, maybe rightfully so with all the ring deaths going on of late, but uh, Ortiz straight up, I got a second chance here. I'm willing to die in the ring in order to win this heavyweight championship. And considering at age 40, Rafe, or like on face-to-face when I straight up asked him how old he really is, um, he came as close as anybody to, to knocking out Deontay Wilder and now has a second chance. And you can argue, why the heck does he have this second chance? But Wilder signed his name on there. What are your thoughts when you hear Ortiz say that?
0: Well, Ortiz, of course, is not the only fighter to say that. You hear that a lot, uh, with, with fighters talking about their mentality going into the ring. Regis Progre was saying the same thing prior to the Josh Taylor fight in some of his pre-fight interviews. Um, and, uh, I think I actually don't, I, I, I don't think it needs to be pulled even in light of the, the extremely tragic year we're having in boxing because to some degree, I think, isn't it true that a fighter needs to to or not every fighter but many fighters need to think that way or approach their the sport that way to get the best out of themselves to to feel like I I will not quit and in fact it is not the fighter's job to quit and we judge extremely harshly probably too harshly fighters who do appear to quit uh and, and we try not to I mean we, most of us look down on calling fighters quitter under almost any circumstance, even ones who probably did ask out of fights. Um, but it's not their job to say I've had enough, right? It is the corner's job, the referee's job, the ring doctor's job. And so if a fighter goes in with that mentality, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it. And it's also one of those things that fighters probably know a lot more what saying something like that means than I would if I would say, I'm ready to die for this. Like, I have no effing clue what I'm talking and, about. And I, but
2: I, On the face-to-face set, Wilder intercepted that with, I'm ready to send you there, and you, unfortunately, well, that that that, that's a final. little bit more.
0: I, that's interesting. I mean, not to get too philosophical, but uh, it, it is a, a, an interesting distinction where on one hand, I feel like the the boxing consensus feels it's it's is more supportive of a fighter saying, I am willing to die on my shield in the ring, but it generally condemns a fighter who says, I am going to kill that person in the ring. Um,
2: or I'm going in there and- with that intention to do it. I don't want the guy to die, but it's a fight. I'm going in there with that intention. It's a gray area for sure, Rafe. People use it to fire themselves up. With Yante Wilder, obviously you gotta be a little careful. The man's got killing power.
0: Yeah. And if he doesn't kill you, he can probably leave your brain damaged.
2: Uh Rafe, next weekend, uh November twenty third is this fight. Vegas Fox pay per view what about what Ortiz is basically saying? Because, look, he came really close. You remember, seventh round, he had Wilder knocked around the ring. Didn't drop him, but came came close to making a, you know, to to a, a, a eager referee jumping in even and saying, you know, sorry, you know, you got him. He says the difference was fatigue, conditioning. He did not, in his words, you know, get in the shape he needed it to be for that first fight. And he learned that against Wilder. And to Wilder's credit, he's done this against a lot of opponents. He kind of just outlasts you to a certain degree. When you slow a little bit, he's got great conditioning. He gets you the hell out of there. Now, look, Wilder has also said, I had the flu that fight. I wasn't 100%. But if Ortiz is, and if he is, you know, even with the gap in time, a year and a half between fights, if he is the best version he could be right now at 40, are we overlooking this fight from the standpoint that we're like, all right, while well, they knocked him out the first time, what the hell is going to change in the difference? Bring on fury. Are we overlooking that considering what Ortiz actually can do?
0: Hell yes. Anyone who, who, who thinks that Ortiz could not spring an upset in this fight is, is overlooking it because we saw how close he was the first time. And, and yes, he is a year and a half older, but if you believe the rumors of how old he is, which I think I sort of sprung on him unfairly, um, but if you but if you think that he's not actually forty years old and he's actually closer to fifty, then he shouldn't have had any business looking that good at forty seven or whatever age you thought he was last year. So who's to say he can't do it again at forty eight or whatever you think he is now? Um, it is uh, it, there is a suspicion that maybe Wilder has just sort of, yeah. It, well, the last time he had a a, a rematch with Berman Vern, we saw that. And also look. There's I've been reading stuff about Luis Ortiz being in great shape right now. I read those before the Wilder fight too. And then he showed up and it's like, no, it looks like the same old guy. So I'm gonna wait and see how Luis Ortiz looks in the ring. And if and if he does indeed look somehow slimmer or or or, or quicker or, or or has more gas in the tank, some some kind of evidence that this is not just a talking point. Um freaking Berman Staverne has the balls to say that before every fight while coming in like heavier than ever, every like, Yeah, I'm 270. I'm in the shape of my life right now. I mean, he said that before the Joyce fight. So fighters will just say this sometimes. Yeah. Um And with heavyweights, you can't tell until they're standing there at the weigh-in with their shirt off and you see just how much jiggle
2: is in that marshmallow.
3: Wow. Let's talk boxing. Let's talk Tyson Fury.
2: I love that he interrupted me while mentioning Tyson Fury's name about, hey, did you – set the blueprint on how to beat Wilder and Fury kind of took it from you when he was like, don't even talk about Tyson Fury. I'll knock him out right now. He only uh, survived that fight against Wilder because the referee got in his face and woke him up. Shout out to Jack Reese. By the way, for all the Jack Reese hate I can put on your timeline for that damn YouTube fight, Jack Reese is the reason that Fury Wilder was so much fun.
0: Yeah, well, look, Jack Reese can be simultaneously, and I think he is simultaneously one of the best and most, uh, kind of steady, trustworthy, consistent ref, big fight referees in boxing. But he also has, I wouldn't call it an Achilles heel or a fatal flaw, but you, you, we've seen he has that tendency to get to some, to, 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 in, you could say make, fights about himself in some ways when he he, he has a flair for the dramatic like when he wants to get two guys on track this is a former la fire la county fire captain right he goes in there and he takes charge uh in a very vocal and sometimes dramatic way and that can annoy fans sometimes and it leads to different results so like sometimes it improves a fight like it did for matisse and Postol. sometimes it creates a a, a a crappy result, like it did when it jobbed my man Logan Paul. Can we talk a little bit more about Logan
2: Paul, man? Uh, no, no, Rafe, that kind of BS, man. You know,
3: I'm Ray right, Charles to the bullshit. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Michelle Joy Phelps. Uh, did you see? Uh, the Warlock had a video with her from ringside. Uh, I'm always like waiting at the end of the video for him to just like ask a uh, a female out that he's interviewing. The Warlock's a wild wild card, Rafe.
0: Yeah, Warlock, Warlock ain't we ain't we, we ain't gonna rename him Woke anytime soon.
2: <laughs> All right, Rafe, it's time to find out if you care this weekend, and to find out if you think this actually is the 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 dentist. Day of the Dead, Morta of 2019 boxing calendar. Are you ready?
0: I am I, I was born ready, as always.
2: All right, Rafe. It starts Thursday night, which is probably the night of the day that most people are listening to this show, Rafe. It's an LA fight. It's an LA story. Dizone and RingTV.com, a Golden Boy production. Ten rounds lightweights. Carlos Morales versus Morcito Hesta. We we have a new so let me say for something. We have a new Manny Pacquiao, Rafe, and it's not Mercido Gesta. Uh, do you care?
0: I, I kind of I like Carlos Morales, man. He had a that what it was a majority decision loss to Ryan Garcia last year, I believe. He he's from Highland Park in L.A., which is a, a a neighborhood real close to Eagle Rock, where I used to stay down by the avenues. That's where they Where discovered... I once took you yeah. to Estrella Tacos for some carne asada yeah, fries, that Brian. Was my
2: first time. Oh my god, that thing. That's was where awesome.
0: Morales is from. That that area. Oh. So. Uh, I'm, I'm down with him. He's got, he's got the, uh, the rosary tattoo on his neck. I like all fighters who have that. And he's, uh, he's got a good mustache. I'm, I care.
2: Uh, my computer just effed me, but Rafe, I was going to tell you that Mercido has to, oh, here we go. He's 32, three and two. Unfortunately, he's lost two of his last three and he's fresh. One of those, a decision loss to lenarhez and he's fresh off a KO loss to Juan Antonio Rodriguez, age 32. Rafe, it's over. I mean, it's been long over, but it's really over, right? When did it start, Brian? Yeah, it never started. Well, there was that. Remember he got featured on HBO? He got featured a few times. They've wanted this guy to be something for I still get pumped up when I see him on the schedule, Rafe, okay? Co-main event, Charles Huerta, 10-round junior lightweights against Jonathan Okendo. Remember that guy? 36-year-old Puerto Rican?
0: I do remember. He
2: lost to uh, a decision a to Quajar hand. in 2015. He won a decision over Johnny Gonzalez in 2015. He lost that decision yes, to Morris. Yes, R.S. yes, yes. He time. used to be kind of slick. Yeah, yeah. He beat Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. He's got a tattoo of a woman on his midriff.
0: Look, that could be a lot of boxers. Yeah, It could be a lot. of. I've looked at a lot of guys, and many guys, many guys, many guys have – tattoos of women on their midriff
2: he's fresh off. only hector
0: muñoz has that great (laughs) gun tattoo on his back though that is true
2: he's fresh off a loss to lamont roach rafe and i don't want to let i don't want evan corn to get on our bad side here so rafe did you watch the fighting marine jamal herring against lamont roach on espn (laughs) last weekend Uh,
0: if i answer that question brian i I may have the corner man on your bad side (laughs) yes all right i'm sorry i look i'm sorry very much mean to watch that uh i was on assignment i had to write like a um, like almost 4000 words in 24 hours yeah you should be and youtubers that's
2: that's what you were watching then
0: yet. traveling and then then you know being in la having to go buy edibles i had a lot of i had a lot oh. of stuff to
2: do is that part of the
3: assignment riff
0: um, yeah, yeah i mean look how do you think how do you think i can work this match i need the creative juices no i can't i can't write under the influence i'm not my brain is not that strong but anyway um I apologize for not having watched a Jamel Herring fight. Um, I'm, I'm in, like I said, like I said last week. I'm interested in seeing how far Herring can take I this know. at 130. Really and is. let me recommend our guy out in the UK, the British Usyk Tris Dixon boxing editor writer. Figure. Oh, he does
2: that podcast. Wait, fight. Boxing
0: Life Stories. Yes. A- uh, great place to listen to an interview, and his interview with Jamel Herring is one of the very best. It's, it's awesome. And Jamet, and listening. Look, you. I've read and heard a million times how great Jamel Herring is. Everybody loves him, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. He seems nice, but then you listen to this interview with him for an hour and a half, and you're like, damn. I, now, now I get. It. I hear Jimmy on Jamel right now.
2: Oh wow. Uh, do you hear the same Jimmy on Jamel uh, from his and hers in SC Six?
0: Oh, oh, his and hers. Yeah, yeah, Um, Jamel Hill, yeah. Look, I, I I, haven't been following her work at the Atlantic, but if she wanted to write for the Athletic, uh,
2: <laughs> you know,
0: I'm sure we'd be happy to have her.
2: Would you risk it all to collaborate with her in any way, Rafe? Um,
0: I am honored to be living in the Detroit area where she went to high school.
2: All right. Madonna is also from uh, greater Detroit, Rafe. Former, Madonna? Yeah, former uh... – Jersey – no, she's from Detroit. She's from greater she's from Michigan, Rafe. She's from you know, former Guy Ritchie spouse. She's the uh Rafe get woke, okay? Mm Madonna is, Guy Ritchie is an Italian woman from uh God, this internet. Really, you know? I'm supposed to be a professional. Bay City, Michigan, Rafe. You know anything all about right. this?
0: No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that.
2: Brian. It's on Lake Hur- Huron. Hur- Huron. But
0: half the state is on Lake Huron. It's a great
2: lake. All right. Uh, Rafe- this <coughs> My side is Huron. The other side is Michigan. Yeah. All right. Uh, Friday night, ESPN Plus, Liverpool, England, Rafe. Here we go. Rocky Fielding is back. Ten-round super middleweight main event against Abdallah Wapazi. That guy's name is Abdallah <laughs> Oh, man, Paziwapazi. that's awesome.
3: Wow,
0: uh, <laughs> nickname. Hey, I did can't you do see it. Shannon Briggs
2: getting a fight with um, Vidal Riley after the weigh-in? Yeah, and our boy from uh, from Ripper Nutrition was there, Amir Abdallah. Uh, I know Brother that guy Jackson, was boy? that guy was in the mix. He was going after. Bro, Shannon. I love that guy, uh, former I, kickboxing man, it champion. It was.
0: Let me tell you though that it was so whack, like it was so staged. They were running all around this it the, 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 the street Amir looked outside like he was of throw football.
3: Hands,
2: bro.
0: All of these do. it was just like and everybody with their cameras, oh wanna hear a funny story. I was so after that, after that, there were like four young YouTuber type guys, fans of the fight, you know, and they're they're, they're like high five, like, oh bro, look at this man, I got so much video, it's so close. And it's like, I got so much Janet Briggs video, man, I got so much. And then some one of them is like, Yeah, I heard he's Mike Tyson's son.
2: And I'm just like, What is wrong with y'all? Y'all
0: are so yeah
2: That sounds like me in the elevator. Uh, The day of the Canelo fight when this one lady's like, oh, I got a picture of Canola. I got to show you on my phone. And she's got she got a tall boy bear can in her hand and she shows her friend. It's a picture of Chepo Reynoso, Rafe. That's Canola, by the way. And then I got other people go. Did I tell you the story? Then there's the these dudes dudes who are hammered. They're like, oh, yeah, man, we got tickets for tonight. We can't we got to get there in time for the Ryan Garcia fight because here's the deal. He's sleeping with his opponent's girlfriend. It's like, no, dude, that's your short. <laughs> that's season, probably standard. true too, though. Yeah, well, actually, that's probably he probably nailed it. All right, co-main event on Friday from Liverpool, Martin Murray. Remember that bloke? Eight round super middleweights against Slaydon Jan Janjanin. Rafe, are we slow playing Rocky Fielding, Martin Murray at one sixty eight? Because I'm, I'm here for that. I mean,
0: I'm into both of those things, man. I'm, I'm going to have a nice little bottle cap full of the GHB to enjoy yeah. me a Martin Murray G-H-B? fight. GHB? And heard... we're going to go
2: out street robbing. Wow. Uh, Taddy Flanagan is back. Eight rounds junior welterweights against j Duran. I don't know if that's the son of Roberto, though, right? Is it like J-A-I-R-O? No,
0: J-A-Y-R-O. Oh, okay. I don't care. I mean, I yeah, uh, I don't know about uh, – has Terry fought much since uh, losing to uh, Regis Pobre? I don't – he's a I can't mark. ask you because it takes BoxRec 15 minutes yeah, to load yeah, on what is, are you. What, what is your setup like in well, there, man? When, when I'm you?
2: connected via Skype to record these, my Wi-Fi speed goes down the dumps, Rafe, all right? Um, you need more bandwidth in that house. What is, what is sure. going on
0: out there in Connecticut? Turbo
2: Terry Flanagan, Rafe, has won two since back-to-back losses to Mo Hooker and Regis progress. Don't forget he stopped Orlando Cruz in 2016, Rafe. I mean,
0: I'm just going to leave
2: that alone. Yeah, where are you going with that? All right, Friday night, Rafe, Sloan, Iowa. Showbox, we back, baby. Main event, 10 rounds, welterweights, Eric Vega Ortiz against Alberto Palmetto. I think we're going to need Eric Raskin to break this down.
0: Yeah, I'm going to listen to their podcast for that.
2: All right, I don't think there's anybody on the undercard, Rafe, that really pops your specific. Speaking of, charity. hey,
0: you got any? You got any? You got any hot
2: Espinoza takes? Uh, where are you going with this? Like, I, I cast Showtime checks. Where are you going with this, Rafe?
0: I just mean he's really. I think he's doing a really, really brave thing in defending Showtime's on it's a tough year but he's out there on the front lines you know he's not one of these executives who stays in the back rooms and lets oh he'll the, the, tweet yeah yeah he'll, yeah, he'll it get it he'll get
2: dirty with you he'll get he'll Remember get he said, up in your mentions hell?
0: and tell you to go to he'll send you to hell
2: he will he'll try to take your soul if you He'll let take him. your whole soul he'll but, take that man's whole but soul don't brian you let him uh, look that man has bounced back from garcia Salca, and that network still had a still had a you know it was still their night, so let's hopefully 2020 can be their night. And if it is, I'll be there, Rafe. You better believe I'll be there. All right, Steve, um, Friday in Melbourne, Australia. It's on the plus, Rafe. Main event. What the hell are we doing here? Four rounds, heavyweights. Paul Gallen versus Barry Hall. Who are those guys? I don't know. This has to be an error. Uh, uh, also, you too. who the hell is that? Also, the Maloney twins. Andrew Maloney will face. That's why it's on Elton Dari for the vacant WBA interim. Junior bantamweight title, and we know what we think about those type of titles.
3: Fighting for the uh, interim this Friday, right? Who gives a shit about an interim? <laughs> I mean-
2: and Jason Maloney, ten rounds against Dixon Flores, bantamweights. Right? Those are good-looking blokes, right? Those guys—they might—they might smash an opponent then smash a fan, right?
0: They 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 they're in the running for that. Do you do you do you know the difference between the Maloneys? Are they twins or brothers? Rafe, Are they Charlos Are
2: they uh, what's going on? I don't even know enough about the Who's Malonis the Jamel,
0: Who's the Jamal?
2: <laughs> who's the Ozzy? Who's the Jose? Is that where you're going with this Rafe? I, yeah, I know I'm the best, Brian. Uh Friday Salt Lake City UFC fight pass, Rafe. Wow. Junior Fa? Junior FA? Junior AF? Junior Fa? Versus Devin Vargas, 10 rounds heavyweights. No, no, no.
0: I don't, Junior Fa, I, I know that name. I know, I I know,
2: I I know this game and I know that name, right? Buried but, on the undercard. Buried is Mama's boy, Dennis Dolan, right? Dennis Duglin? He's yeah. got an eight-round super middleweight bout against Mike Guy. I talked to the Mama's boy. He uh he was with Main Events at the Canelo fight, and I don't know if you heard about my swag bag that I got for Main Events that featured I, a- a young, I, I, holy I, I, hat, and it featured one of those Sergei Kovalev Russian doll things where you open it up and there's a smaller one each. And each one was like a moment from Sergei Kovalev's title defense. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I can't wait to display it in this office. Dennis Duglin was the guy giving me the bag, Rafe. Right? You know what I mean? Main goes.
0: events got Dennis Duglin doing the bad a, man. Like, like, man, g- administrative tasks? Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's, that's low, y'all. Right. Um, how Dennis Duglin. Has got some broad ass shoulders. Had you you see him in the in these workout videos? Like no. he's got a crazy ass physique. I don't um, really
3: pay attention to shoulders. He also
0: head. you just saw that video he pays where he attention
3: he shoulder- to your body. From start
0: to finish, I love he's got the music his phone going on at the same time. um Dennis Duglin when he ran up on uh, Anthony Durrell in the hotel in that video and they were and they were they were gonna get into it and thankfully uh, Unk showed up to to settle things
2: God, down God. Uh, Rafe unk, this is a unc home turned over a new leaf Rafe this is a really bad weekend of boxing, but it continues Saturday Halle slash Sale, Germany what the hell does that mean Hal dash Sal. Hell slash cell? I
0: love, I love. is
2: there like a wall in between the two towns? I don't get this German it history. Used to be. ESPN plus title bout in the main event, Dominic Bosell versus Sven Fornling for the vacant oh. WBA interim light heavyweight title. Rafe, this is not the plus content I'm here for.
0: Ah oh, man, Sven Fornling? Isn't that the guy? Didn't he fight in no no, I'm thinking of Skogland. Um I I look, I'm am I gonna watch this? <laughs>
2: Hell no. All right. Also on Saturday on ESPN Plus from Glasgow, Scotland, Lee McGregor will defend his Commonwealth Bantamweight title against British Bantamweight champion Cash Farouk, Rafe. What the hell is going on? Why are these on there? Is this an MTK Global Cash-in? Probably, yeah. All right. Also on Saturday, Rafe, Golden Boy Facebook Watch from Guanajuato, Mexico. Pablo Cesar Cano is back. Ten rounds. Junior waits against Roberto Ortiz. Rafe, do you care?
0: Yeah, I care. I, I Look, I had to watch that guy send my champion Jorge Linares to hell in like one <laughs> round. Yeah, champion. I care.
2: Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, also Saturday from Oslo, Norway. Non-televised Rafe. I don't know if you can stream this, but we got a title fight. Katarina Tanderez versus Danilo Ramos. For the vacant interim WBC Women's Junior Lightweight title.
3: He's fighting for the uh, interim this Friday, right? He gives a shit.
2: Wow. All right. Brave. No? Nothing?
0: I got nothing for you on that all one, Chief. Right. Uh,
2: there's a fellow by the name of John Joe Nevin who's in the co-main event of a London card on Saturday. Do you care? No?
0: Um. I mean, no.
2: All right. Uh, are you near Brampton, Canada at all?
0: That sounds like one of the suburbs of Toronto, but I really don't know.
2: It is in Ontario. I'll wait for my computer to load. They have a non-televised card there on Saturday, Rafe. And in the co-main event, Suck Deep Singh Bhatti is back mm-hmm. in a middleweight bout.
0: You've seen him fight? Who is that?
2: I don't know, but his name's Suck Deep, Rafe. That's fantastic.
0: Bring back. Only, the, only, the only guy I want coming back is Turdsack. Bring yeah. back the Turdsack.
2: <laughs> he went to war. With Salito. Salito. Oh, it's about time what, for what a Salido beautiful to come fight. Back, right? Like eight knockdowns. How far are you from Toronto?
0: Like four hours. All
2: right. Uh, also on Saturday, non televised from Orlando, Dwayne Beeman's back, didn't he? Dwayne oh. Beeman, did he just lose to somebody we know?
0: I, I he used to throw up all the time on the football field.
2: Oh, all right. Uh, demon Willie Beeman. Yes, Stephen, Willie.
0: Keep the ladies
2: cold creaming. Oh, that's just okay. That's enough reason to get out of here, Rafe. Special thanks to Louis Ortiz. Rafe, thanks for you for just putting around here and just picking up the microphone like two dudes just hanging out, you know? Right? That's how men do, Rafe.
0: That is how men do. Just hanging out, letting it all hang out.
2: Rafe, I know it sounds harsh, but uh, I think you should finish. What do you mean? You know, you had a good run, but, you know, just get out of the boxing game, all right? You're just not—it's just—it's It's for the YouTubers. It's for the youth, Rafe, all right? It's not for the hardcores like you. You're not regular fans, Rafe. You might be right, Brian. Rafe, can you tell me one fight for 2020 that gets you fired up to keep the faith? No. All right. <laughs> Sorry.
3: I, Wilder Fury
0: 2, but I ain't happening.
2: Uh, who's Josh Taylor's big white whale or big African American whale, (laughs) Rafe? You may find Uh, out that whale hits hard, Rafe. You never know. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, shoot.
2: Um, the big the big
0: fight on the horizon, like way down for Josh Taylor, be Terrence Crawford.
2: Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that hell. You don't want that. All right. Wow.
0: I would love that fight. I mean, I don't think he wins it, but damn, like, you know, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome fight. I want Terrence That is my white whale for, for 2020. Good fights for Terrence Crawford. And I don't blame Top Rank for what's going on. I don't blame him for what's going on. I don't know the best way out of the situation, but I am hoping and praying that that some things shake loose and he gets some some of those opportunities.
2: Yeah, that's our show. That's our style. what's our own style, shout out to everyone for listening to the show thank you Rafe. if we didn't have these weirdos listening to us every week right
0: that's true but you know what brian i'd still want to come on here and talk to you
2: yes because hey you've been rocking out art labo lately Oh, yo, you bet. You bet I had that cranking the
0: entire six-hour Sunday night love jam. I was listening, man, hearing all of the shout-outs to the the guys spending the nights in Delano and Wasco. It's been a few I'm years in-
2: since you've been away, right? That's what they like to say.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I miss you, baby. We're going to see you soon. And so I hope to catch you next time. Sending kisses, and then Art goes, moi.
2: It's a shame that all those women are left home while their husband is in the can. In the can. Oh, that's true. We don't know. In the can. Right? (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Hey, it's a great show. Talk to you later, Rafe. Two words for the people.
3: We out.